Hey there, and welcome to Vibrancy with ADHD. Trying to improve our health and wellness with ADHD can feel like an uphill battle. Neurotypical advice tends to be complicated, rigid, and quite honestly, kind of boring. Us ADHDers thrive off of fun and need to be supported by people who just get us and the way our brain works. And most importantly, we need to feel encouraged and inspired instead of shamed. No falling off of any hypothetical wagons here. I'm Chelsea Eithoven and I'm a health and mindset coach who was diagnosed with ADHD at age 30. Stick around and together we can explore, learn, and play our way to a more vibrant lifestyle. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to Vibrancy with ADHD. This is episode 20, and today we're going to be talking about five tips for organization with ADHD. How are you guys today? And I'm so curious if you clicked on this episode, what your thoughts on organization are. I know it can feel like a super intimidating topic for those of us with ADHD. For me, I've always found it to be a very interesting topic and I've always enjoyed organization. So I'm hoping that this episode can kind of simplify organization for you, give you a few concepts that have really helped me to be able to organize in a way that makes sense for me and just make it easier and more attainable for you to create organization systems in your house and in your personal space that really make sense for you and essentially just make life easier. So I'm super excited to talk about this. And you know what? My hyper focus of the week (laughs) is actually organization, right? So our hyper focus of the week and our topic of the week is the same because hello, I was so excited about it. I wanted to talk to you guys about it. So this has actually been a true hyper focus of mine. You know, sometimes when I do the hyper focus of the week, it's just like a product I've been loving, something I've been thinking about a lot this week. This is like an actual hyper focus. Like I cannot stop organizing, tidying, just like optimizing my home basically. (laughs) I don't know what's gotten into me, but my obsession with organization is a serious hyperfocus right now. Like when I start, I can't stop for hours. Hours go by without me noticing, right? It's a true, the actual definition of a hyperfocus, but it's so much fun to me. I'm one of those weirdos that just loves organization. And I'm coming off of a really, really busy few months of work and school. Things have just been so crazy and so busy that I really haven't had a chance to do a whole lot of organization or even focus on my home at all, truthfully. Like I had no mental capacity for any type of anything that had to do with anything other than work and school for legitimately the past like two months. Like I asked my husband, he, I said, you know what? I don't have the mental capacity to plan meals right now, to clean. I'm going to need you to pick up a lot more slack than you usually do. And not to say that he hardly does anything at all. He does a lot around our house. In fact, I think we have a lot more of an equal relationship than a lot of people. You know, a little bit of a less traditional where it's not like the woman does all the housework. But I asked him to pick up more than 50%. You know, he's been doing more than that because I didn't have the capacity to do even 
what I was doing because I was just so busy. So I think kind of coming off of that, I just have been wanting to really dive in and focus on my home, right? So I've been so busy with school and work, I haven't been able to do that. And now that I have had a little bit of slowdown, I'm like, I just want to go all in on organization and cleaning my home and making my home feel like just a calm, peaceful, enjoyable space to be, right? And it's funny, I kind of thought about it because we talk a lot about the all or nothing tendencies when it comes to ADHD years. And You know, when it comes to food and health habits and my relationship with food and all of that kind of stuff, the all or nothing thinking was really not serving me, right? In that area, it was not serving me. So that was something that I wanted to change and I have shifted in my own life because it wasn't helping me. It was causing a lot of of stress, a lot of struggles, right? But when it does come to this like I guess we could say work-life balance. I don't know. But the balance, I guess, for me between being a businesswoman and being a homemaker, right? For me, I love both of those things a lot. And that is where I let my all or nothing really kick in, right? So I will be all in on business and doing everything that I need to do for my business and just like absorbing myself fully into that for a while. And then I'm just like, I need a break. Not that I'm obviously, I don't throw my business down the drain or anything, but I'm like, go to the other end. And I'm like, I just want to be like a freaking Susie homemaker for the next week. And I let myself be all or nothing because that's not harming anything, right? That's a place that I can lean into that natural tendency. And it's not going to do anything negative, right? And kind of the same as far as when it comes to like going all in and resting. I'm very all or nothing with that. I'm going all in and then I'm resting for a while and doing nothing. So I just wanted to make that distinction. And it's a realization that I've made that there's certain places where all or nothing might serve me and be okay. And there's other places that I realized it wasn't serving me. And so I shifted it because we talk about shifting all or nothing thinking when it comes to ADHD and food and health habits. But it's not all always necessarily just an inherently bad thing to be all or nothing, right? And right now I'm in the point where I'm all in on organizing my home and decorating for fall and just doing all the things. Like I just want to like bake cookies and just enjoy, just enjoy like homemaking. I don't know. And it's so funny. I feel like I don't talk about that much because I don't know. So anyways, (laughs) So with organization, I know people with ADHD can either go one direction or the other. We're either hyper-organized or we just really don't know where to start and we are intimidated by the whole thing, we get overwhelmed, and so everything kind of just stays in a disheveled state. And it's interesting, like somehow I am simultaneously both of those people, right? I love the concept of organization. And I love, like I said, when I get into these modes, organizing everything. But then there's other times that I do let things get pretty disheveled. And I I sometimes do feel overwhelmed by the process of organization. I'm somehow both. And I wonder if you relate to that, because I think because we 
tend to fall into that category of having a difficult time organizing or keeping things clean or knowing how to categorize things. We tend to gravitate towards like organizational products, right? We buy bunches of planners and we buy bunches of organizational bins and containers, right? And then sometimes we're like, I don't really know how to use this stuff, right? And it's only been over the past few years that I've learned how to really use this stuff in a way that kind of is to my advantage and is not just like putting things away so that they look quote unquote tidy, but then when the time comes and you're trying to find something or as far as function goes, like it just doesn't make sense. So it doesn't stay in that place, right? The past few years, I've learned some concepts that have really helped me be able to organize in a way that makes sense for my life. And that's what I wanted to share on this episode. So I wonder which one you are. Are you the type of person that's like, you identify as the hyper-organized type? Or are you the, you know, I have no idea where to start type? Or are you like me where you're somehow simultaneously both, right? And also depending on the time of your life and what else you've got going on and all that other stuff, you're either all or nothing with organization. I'm curious which one you are. So yeah, like I said, I'm going to share with you some overall concepts that have helped me. They're kind of tips, but not so much. They're more so big picture concepts to keep in mind when you're working to make a more organized home as a person with ADHD. And they've worked pretty well for me in that they kind of just help my everyday life go more smoothly. And to me, that's the purpose of organization. So I'm not freaking running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to find a certain pair of shoes or trying to find my keys or trying to find a certain ingredient or forgetting about things and then like you <laughs> meant to put it somewhere that you would remember it and then you can't find it and just, you know, all those things. The purpose of organization to me is to kind of solve those problems and make life easier. So I definitely still do that from time to time, probably more often than I'd like to admit, you know, the running around like a chicken with my head cut off type of thing, but I'm learning, okay? And I'm getting better at it. And these concepts are helping. So as you know, this podcast is about health and nutrition, but I kind of like to dabble in all kinds of topics ADHD related. You know, I was just diagnosed earlier this year in 2021. And so I have a lot of interest in all kinds of things that have to do with ADHD. And I've noticed that people who follow me on Instagram, people that listen to this podcast, seem to be the same, right? And so it's really fun for me to kind of branch out into different areas. But I also like to remind you how it all ties back together too, right? Organization in a way does tie back to health and nutrition, especially for me. And I want to kind of make that connection for you and tell you how. So when I have a disorganized space, first of all, I have to spend a lot more time finding things. Everything takes longer. Making a meal and prepping a meal and whatever takes so much longer when my space is not organized and I'm like spending so much time looking for things and trying to figure out where I put that thing and trying to remember what ingredients I wanted for this meal, yada, yada. Everything takes longer, right? And a big thing that I like to do when it comes to my health coaching practice is help people simplify, help things take less time, less effort, not be so much mental space, right? So organization helps in that way, but it also helps because when our space is more organized, we have less decisions to make. When things are disorganized, we have a lot more decisions to make. And I'll explain what 
I mean by that. So I once heard something that really clicked with me. And I, of course, can't remember who it was, but somebody said that when your home or your space is messy, that contributes to decision fatigue. By the way, quick little side note, you know, a little tangent off to the side. There is nothing morally wrong about having a messy house. Okay. I know a lot of us feel like a lot of shame around this topic. And so that's something that we deal, we talk about a lot in the Habit Edit, which is the health and mindset coaching membership that started just a couple weeks ago. And it's been so much fun. But anyways, we talk about managing those heavy emotions that we have for all things health, food, nutrition, body, those, those negative feelings. But the concepts we use can be used across all facets of life, right? And a lot of us feel so much shame about having a messy home. I think there's nothing wrong with having a messy home. In fact, my home physically looks messy a lot of the time. I'm going to be honest. Having an organized home to me doesn't mean having this perfectly curated, picture-perfect space. Like I said, having an organized home to me means that things make sense. My organization of my home solves problems of my everyday life. That doesn't mean it looks perfectly clean all the time. Okay, that was a side note about your home being messy and that having moral value. There's no moral value to having a clean home or being a good homemaker, etc. I've talked to a lot of women with ADHD that feel guilt in this area and myself included. So I just wanted to pop that in there as we're talking about messy homes, if you're having some type of feelings about that. Okay, so back to what I was saying. So a messy home and like a disorganized home can contribute to decision fatigue. And the reason that this person said this is because they said every time you see a mess or you see a disorganized space, you, whether you notice or not, you subconsciously have to decide and make a decision in that moment. Do I clean that up now or do I clean it up later, right? And if you think about it, that's so true. And when I started to think about that, I was like, that is so true. Every time I see something like a messy area of my house, I do make a split second decision and say now or later, right? This can be problematic for us ADHDers for multiple reasons. Number one, a lot of us do get distracted by that and we just automatically decide our automatic habit is to do the thing now, right? And then we get lost in that thing and we're like lost in cleaning up that space because we just decided to do it right now. And then we we end up not doing the things that we actually had prioritized to do at that time, right? And so it can take away some of our time in that aspect. And also decision fatigue is a big part of health and changing health habits. I believe I talked about this in another episode. I can't remember, honestly, it all blurs together if I talked about it in the habit edit or another episode, but decision fatigue is essentially what people call willpower, is just be having the capacity to make decisions. And decision fatigue, when we have no more capacity to make decisions, we get into decision fatigue. That is when we have no quote unquote willpower is that that's kind of how I like to think about it a little bit, even though I don't like the word willpower. It's a word that's frequently used and a concept that's understood. So it's kind of easy to use here. So your brain, all these little decisions that add up throughout the day, make your brain so tired, right? And we we get to a point where we no longer have the capacity to make decisions. And that would be the state of decision fatigue. 
And when we get into that state, we kind of end up slipping into whatever our automatic habits are because we don't have to make a decision to do those. We just do what we automatically normally do. And when we're working on actively changing habits and switching up our automatic habits into something that serves us a little bit better, we want to save our decisions as much as possible, right? And so that we don't have that decision fatigue, so we can reserve our choices for the ones that actually matter and the ones that we are trying to actively work to to better our lives in some way. We want to save up those decisions. So if we have disorganized spaces and messes all over the place and like, you know, we also have to spend a lot of time and energy looking for things or a lot of effort trying to figure out where something's supposed to go or, you know, seeing all these messes throughout the day that we're making these micro decisions, we don't have as much capacity to make better choices or quote unquote better or better for whatever we want to change in our health habits throughout the day as well. I hope that made sense. That was really rambling, but maybe hopefully you get the point. (laughs) Okay, so that was a really long-winded way of explaining my hyper-focus of the week (laughs) because it's also the topic of the episode, right? So it kind of blends together this week because it's my hyper-focus, hello, and I want to talk about it as much as possible, and I knew that this could be valuable for a lot of you. So, all right, let's get into it. My top five tips for organizing your physical space as a person with ADHD. I was going to say as a person with ADHD or that doesn't make sense. That don't make no sense. Okay. Anyways, tip number one, function over fashion. (laughs) Now that's just a cute little phrase that actually me and my husband always say, because when it comes to clothes, I'm very much fashion over function. I'm like, I don't care if it's cute. I'm going to wear it and I'm going to choose that. And he's very much function over fashion. But basically what I mean by this is like, Don't worry as much about making your organization look pretty. And this was a really hard concept for me to come to. It took a long time because I want things to look pretty. And this doesn't mean that things in your home don't, you know, that you can't have both. I've just done it in a different way. And when it comes to organizing spaces that are kind of hidden... I don't worry as much about them looking perfectly beautiful, like the pantry or the closet or the drawers or the fridge, right? Those are things that I can shut the door and don't have to look at them. My physical space when I'm sitting down on my couch, yeah, I want that area to look calm and peaceful and pretty. But when it comes to organization, I've learned to focus on function over making things beautiful. And I say this, and this one was top of mind because I was scrolling through TikTok as usual, and I came across this girl's page and she was organizing a junk drawer. (laughs) And yes, it looked beautiful, but there was absolutely no function to it. It wasn't an actual junk drawer. She, it more so like found things to put in the quote unquote junk drawer to make it look organized. So I had a bunch of little bins and like, which were really nice and organized looking, but like in the bins were like, there was one for pens and one for paper clips and one for tape, like five rolls of tape all in the same thing. And then one with post-it notes, you know, things like that. But anyways, That's not what a junk drawer is. A junk drawer is where you throw all the shit that you don't know where it's supposed to go, right? It's like 
that wasn't really organizing. It was just making things prettier and not hating on this girl because everything I think is an individual choice and whatever works for her, if that makes her happy and live her best life, that's perfect. But I think the home edits, right, of the world, I love the home edit, by the way, don't get me wrong. I love them. I think it's everything they do is so beautiful. But for everyday life, sometimes making things that pretty isn't as functional. Another person I saw on TikTok was putting, they were taking food out of their containers and putting them into prettier containers, which I love. Again, I love this concept. I think it's so much fun. But the problem was the prettier containers weren't big enough to fit the whole box of food that they were dumping in there. Or like they had, for example, almond milk and they put it into a prettier jug. But then it didn't fit all the almond milk. So it filled up that bigger jug. And then you have like a cup left of almond milk at the bottom of the other container that you're like, what do I do with this now? (laughs) You know? So I feel like it's gotten a little bit muddled where it's like, are we trying to make things prettier or are we actually trying to make things more functional and easier for ourselves? Because putting it into a prettier container isn't doing anything for functionality or making your life easier. It's just making it a little bit prettier, which if that brings you joy, that's totally awesome. But I don't think that's organization. I think that's just like beautifying your home, which is a different concept altogether, right? So, because then you have the problem also with that is like, now you have more things taking up space. You have the almond milk original container with the cup left, and then you have the pretty one. And it's just like, I don't understand it, you know? And she did that with like five different things, like a bucket of Cheez-Its didn't all fit in the thing. And I'm rambling because I'm passionate about this because I'm like, that doesn't make sense. And I think this is one of the things that ADHDers are seeing when it's like a TikTok account called organization. And this is what they're seeing. And they're like, that seems so complicated. And now what do I do with this extra container? I'm just not doing this. I'm not organizing. It's not worth it, right? So focusing on function over fashion. Functionality is going to serve you so much more. So since we're talking about fridge space and food space, and I was talking about like almond milk and all that, what I think when it comes to function over fashion, we, I actually just, (laughs) in my hyper-focus, reorganized my entire fridge. And I'm so pumped about it because I think functionality wise, it's going to make a lot of sense. So functionality wise, what we did for organization in the fridge was we created a shelf. Basically, we're going to call it like the eat me now shelf or like the eat first shelf. And it's all the things in the fridge that need to be eaten before anything else, right? So vegetables or fruits that are close to going bad, deli meats and cheeses that have expiration dates that are approaching, anything like that, a half-opened jar of spaghetti sauce that we used half of it in a recipe and then it tends to get shoved to the back of the fridge and then we forget about it and you open it a month later and it has mold on top, right? Those kinds of things are now all on one shelf. So when I open my fridge and see that, I know exactly exactly either create some mishmash meal from what's on that shelf and just pull random things and eat from that or you know grab those ingredients and use them as add-ons to other meals that we're already making or you know just grab them as supplemental things right cut up a bell pepper and have that as the vegetable for a meal dipped in hummus versus pulling frozen vegetables out of the freezer so functionality wise to me does it look as pretty to have an eat now shelf Absolutely not. (laughs) You know, it doesn't look pretty at all. It's just a bunch of random items on a shelf. 
doesn't look like the perfectly quote unquote organized fridges that we see on TikTok and Instagram. But functionality wise, this helps me and my ADHD not waste as much food. Okay, so that's the first tip is function over fashion. Tip number two is that everything has a home. Okay, so remember, these are overall concepts that I'm trying to use throughout my entire home to make things make more sense. So when I say everything has a home, I mean like every single individual item in my house has a home. And I've done this over time, P.S. It's not like I took one weekend to find a home for every item in my house. I just over time slowly started realizing all this stuff that's spread out into different spaces, I need to put them all into one home. So for example, this is, you're going to think I'm like psychotic, okay? You're going to be like, that doesn't make sense, right? But you may have things in your house like this that don't make sense that you're like, realize it doesn't make sense by hearing this and you're going to change it because this is kind of what happened to me when I heard the concept of everything has a home. So right now I'm looking at, I'm sitting in my office and I'm looking at a bunch of my jewelry. I have a bunch of jewelry because I like like costume jewelry, kind of cheap jewelry, big earrings and things like that. So that means I don't have just a few pieces. I have like a bunch of pieces of jewelry. So I'm looking at a bunch here in my office that I thought I would keep it all in my office. But what ends up happening is that downstairs in my bedroom is where I normally actually put on and take off jewelry. So then there's also a a section of jewelry, section of space in my bedroom that has jewelry. And then also there's some in my bathroom because I take off my jewelry in the bathroom before I get in the bath. So see how that's now in three spaces, right? Jewelry doesn't have one succinct home. I actually just purchased on Amazon It's a mirror cabinet that I'm going to then put all of my jewelry in that mirror slash cabinet. And I'm going to keep it downstairs in my bedroom where it's really close access to my bathroom and my bedroom where I tend to put on my clothes, pick out jewelry, et cetera, et cetera. And when that arrives from Amazon, I'm going to put all of my jewelry in that one home. And over time, I've done this with different things. So for example, in our kitchen, All the batteries in our house live in the same space, in a little container, in a drawer. All of the hair ties in my entire house have one home. In a drawer, there's a little container in my bathroom. That's the home for hair ties. All the cleaning supplies have a home. They live in the laundry room, in a little cabinet in the laundry room, with the exception of a few things, right? Like the spray that I use on the countertop every day, pretty much in the kitchen every day. That's so cute that I'm going to say I spray down and wipe my counters every day. I do not do that. Let me clarify. Frequently, let's say frequently, more frequently than I pull out like the bleach and Lysol and glass cleaner and all that kind of stuff, right? So all the cleaning supplies live there with a few exceptions. This is helpful when it does come time to tidy up. So when I'm cleaning up, I will now know any piece of jewelry that I maybe took off and set on a table or took off and set in the bathroom. When I'm cleaning, I know where that all goes back to its home. It's all going to go back to the cabinet, right? I'm not going to be like, where does this go? I don't know, whatever. Whenever I find a hair tie or I'm cleaning out a purse to switch purses or whatever, all of the hair ties just go back to the hair tie home. (laughs) This has actually helped a lot so that I don't have to purchase 
bundles of hair ties over and over again. Because you know, you're just like, oh, what do I do this? I don't know. I'm just going to leave it at the bottom of the purse, right? It's just everything having a home and doing this over time and creating homes for things one item at a time has been so, so, so helpful, right? And there's going to be exceptions to the rule always. There's going to be, you know, like I said, cleaning supplies. There's going to be a random cleaning supply that you don't keep with all the rest because you use it so frequently. You're not going to walk to the laundry room every time you have to spray down the counters. You're just going to keep that underneath the countertop. So, That has helped so much though. And as far as like, if I'm looking for a pen, I know exactly where to get a pen. If I'm looking for a battery, I know exactly where to get a battery. If I'm looking for stamps, I know exactly where to get stamps, right? It's helped with tidying up and then also finding things. This has been immeasurably valuable. And so what I was doing before that was I had a bunch of different junk drawers, junk boxes in various places throughout my home. And I still do. And what I'm doing is, piece by piece, I'm going through those whenever I have the time and energy and care to do it and finding homes for all those random things, right? So there are going to be random things in those boxes that were just junk boxes. Now those things can go back to their home, right? If I find a battery at the bottom of one, I can bring it back to where the batteries live and then I can find and create homes for different things, you know? Like now we have another home that we have for something is we now have a bucket where we keep gifts. So we like throughout the year kind of started doing this thing where now instead of waiting for someone's birthday to buy them a gift, if we see something that reminds us of that person and we're like, this person would really love that, we purchase it and we put it in the gift box so that it doesn't go unforgotten, right? And we know we can check that gift box when birthdays and Christmases come up. And same thing, we keep all of our gift wrapping stuff in one area. So all of the paper, the tissue paper, the tape, the scissors, etc. that all has one home. So when we're wrapping or a gift or putting it in a bag, all we have to do is pull out that one box of wrapping stuff, look in the gift box, and there we go. It just makes life easier. You see how this is also like function over fashion, right? Having a home for everything is so, so helpful. Okay, tip number three is focus on visibility, okay? What I mean by this is the things that you want to remember and that you frequently forget, but you want to make sure you remember, focus on making those things more visible. And what you don't need to remember, you can focus on making those things less visible so you don't have all this just visual clutter all the time, right? And also, it just helps us as ADHDers to put the things that we want to remember front and center. I no longer rely on my memory to remember things. I use strategies. I write things down. I put things up front and make sure there's not a bunch of visual clutter. So it's like, you know, when there's a bunch of visual clutter, you don't notice those things anymore because they're just a part of a sea of items. But if it's out there first, like right where you can notice it, then it's helpful. So a couple examples of this. I wanted, you know, I like to, I like my countertops to look clean and whatnot. So I used to keep my supplements in a cabinet in my kitchen, but I was would always forget to take my supplements after my meal. Now I keep like a bucket, like a pretty little bin on the countertop. So it's visible to me with all my supplements. And since doing this one change, I remember to take my supplements so much more of the time, not 100% of the time, but a lot more frequently than I did previously. So it's in a bucket in type like a bin thing. So it's not just all the supplements out on the counter, but I'm, I can see the bucket and that reminds me, oh yeah, I should take my supplements. So that's one way to kind of focus on making things 
more visible. The Eat Now shelf also that I told you about a minute ago, that's one way to make things more visible, right? And just focusing on that visibility of the things I want to remember. Now, you can do the opposite as well and things that you don't really need to remember, you can put those in less visible places. So what we did, and this is kind of interesting, and I got this idea from someone, I think on TikTok or Instagram, of course, but we actually took all of our condiments and we put them in the drawer, like all the drawers. So all the drawers that are meant for like the meat and cheese drawers and the vegetables and fruits, those drawers now contain all of our condiments because those are less visible, but we don't need to remember them as much, right? So focusing on visibility and putting away the things you don't need to remember and bringing to the forefront the things you do want to remember can be so, so, so helpful. So some other things that I've kind of like put away the visibility of them. Another example that like I was talking about the jewelry cabinet that I purchased. It's a mirror on the front and you open it and the jewelry is inside. That's perfect because I don't need to see all of my jewelry all the time. Right now I'm looking at it and it's all out kind of on a table like prettily displayed, but I don't need to see that. And it's really just kind of visual clutter. I'm not going to forget to put on jewelry. And if I do forget to put on jewelry, who freaking cares, right? It's not a big deal. It's not something I need to remember. So when it's inside that mirrored cabinet, I don't have to like it's not taking up visual space and I don't need to see it and it's kind of away in its own home and the things that actually matter are the things that I can visually see. And one more thing when it comes to visibility that I like to do and I don't do this super frequently but sometimes it's kind of fun is that you can actually use the visibility concept to reduce visuals of things you don't want to be cued to just automatically do. So for example, if you automatically come home from work and grab wine, when you open your fridge to get a glass of water or whatever, you may open your fridge and immediately see the bottle of wine. And that reminds you, ooh, a glass of wine would be really nice right now, right? If that's a habit you're working to break, you can put the wine somewhere less visible. So we have like this kind of shelf on the bottom on the door of the fridge that's like kind of hidden by another shelf. And so I put the wine and like some sweet treats in there. Not because I'm trying to not drink wine or eat sweet treats by any means. I'm not a big proponent of the uh, keep it out of your house to try to control yourself because you can't control yourself type of mindset. That's something that hasn't worked for me. I know it works for some people. That doesn't work for me. But what does work is just reducing that visual cue so that when I actually want wine or when I actually want chocolate, I'll remember it and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's there. I'm gonna go have some. But every time I'm opening the fridge, I'm not seeing like, ooh, wine, ooh, chocolate. Oh, that, that sounds good. I'm gonna eat that right now. If you struggle with impulsivity, which hello, we all have ADHD, we likely do, then this can be a helpful thing is to put away, just reduce the visual cues of the things you struggle with when it comes to impulsivity. Does that make sense? Just getting rid of the visual cues that reminds you of that thing that you automatically do that you're trying to not do as much. Okay, so that's how to focus on visibility. And you, something that's really great for this one is buckets and bins. I love buckets and bins without lids. And maybe I'll do a TikTok on this and record and show you guys some of these concepts. Because for visibility purposes... 
like these buckets and bins with open lids are super, super helpful because they keep things organized and contained and in their designated home, but we can still see them. So for example, on our countertop, like I said, the supplement bucket, that's a bucket and it's open on the top. So it doesn't look like visual clutter, but I can see the supplements and remember them, right? And it's kind of the best of both worlds for me versus before, if I wanted to remember them, they would just be out on the countertop. And then we have like all this stuff out on the countertop and it's visually overwhelming for us. Another thing we do is we have an open bin or bucket on the countertop where unread mail or like miscellaneous paperwork that we get throughout the day goes, right? So it all goes in there and we're not forgetting about it because we can visually see it and still see like, oh yeah, that's that paperwork that I needed to turn in or whatever. But it's not just laying on the countertop and ending up in a sea of a bunch of other things. So I love buckets and bins for the visibility purposes or concepts. (laughs) I have so many buckets and bins in my house. It's kind of ridiculous. Also, as a past kindergarten teacher, I had so many buckets for my classroom. So I have a bunch that look like they came from a kindergarten classroom because they did. (laughs) Okay, tip number four for organizing with ADHD is think of organization as problem solving. So what is a problem that you frequently have and how can you organize your environment to solve that problem? For example, we would always plan meals, right? And we'd buy the ingredients for the meals. And we're like, okay, yeah, we're gonna have chicken and chickpeas and broccoli and rice and a tahini sauce. Let's just say, okay, we would plan the, the meal, we would write it down on like a piece of paper or whatever, or just think about it in our head, and then get the ingredients and put them away in the pantry in the cabinet. And then we would <laughs> so, so, so frequently forget all of the ingredients that we planned on using. So we'd remember the general concept of the meal and cook that meal, but we'd forget a certain ingredient, right? So for example, by the end of the week, we'd be like, what did I buy this broccoli for? I can't remember for the life of me what I bought this freaking broccoli for. And we'd be like, oh yeah, I was gonna make it with that meal with the chicken and chickpeas and the tahini sauce and et cetera. And we'd be like, oops. So now we have a rotten bag of broccoli that we don't know what to do with. This was a problem that happened over and over and over and over again. And like not to throw them under the bus, but like my husband did this all the time, okay? And he still does it, but you know, whatever. I have ADHD and I forget things frequently too, so I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. He's much better at remembering things than me, but this was an issue that he struggled with that organization helped solve this issue. So how did we solve this? In our fridge now, we have buckets for ingredients for the meals. So right now we just have two and we usually plan four meals per week. So ingredients for two meals go in one bucket, ingredients for two meals go in another bucket, okay? Eventually we'll get more buckets so that we can do one bucket per meal ingredients. But the concept is everything we planned on using in that meal goes in the bucket so we don't forget. And this includes stuff regardless of if it needs to be refrigerated or not, it'll go in the refrigerator. So even stuff that might typically go in the pantry is still going to go in that ingredient bucket in the fridge because it's not going to hurt it to go in the fridge, but it is going to help me remember to have that can of chickpeas in there and all the ingredients, the chicken, the tahini, the whatever you bought that week to make that meal all goes in that bucket. And this is a simple organization tool that has helped us with a problem that was frequently happening in our household. 
So that is like one way that we look at organization as problem solving. There's so many different ways. Essentially, that's what all of my organization tips are, have been born from problem solving. What is a problem that happens over and over again? And how can I solve it with like a little organization tool? Because I can't just expect my memory or my husband's memory to get better. But this tool is super, super helpful and has helped us solve that problem without having to have a better memory because you just pull the bucket out when it's time to cook that meal and you're like, dump all the ingredients out on the countertop and you're not going to forget about the broccoli because it's right there in front of you with all the other ingredients. Okay, tip number five, create systems that are easy to maintain and be okay with adjusting the system if it isn't easy to maintain. So for example, I wanted to, I couldn't find like a place to put my leggings. (sighs) I have a lot of leggings. I love leggings. I live in them 90% of the time. I'm wearing them right now. So I have a lot, okay? On the quest of finding a system to maintain my leggings for quite a while. And I still don't think we're at the perfect one yet. But I thought a really good one would be, I've ordered on Amazon these little hooks It's kind of like a hanger, but it's just one hook and just a little clip at the end instead of the big triangular hanger part. And I was like, okay, I'll just clip the end on and they'll hang in the closet like that. And so I'll be able to see them all easily, et cetera. And it'll be super easy to maintain. That was not happening. Clipping them back on and putting them away I don't know why, but it was like so annoying. It was such a nuisance. They didn't hang well. So I never ended up putting them back. So I would end up having a pile of leggings on the chair in my bedroom for like 100 years. (laughs) And like I just avoided and procrastinated putting them back because the system didn't work. The organization system that I created wasn't working for me. It wasn't easy enough to maintain. Therefore, I was avoiding it and not maintaining it. So I pulled them all off and I just folded them like, you know, haphazardly and put them in a drawer. So we'll see how that goes now, which is having it in a drawer. So sometimes simple is better. Make it uncomplicated. Make it easy for yourself to keep up with it. And yes, that does mean I purchased those little hook thingies and now I don't know what I'm going to do with them. But I'm sure later I will find an amazing and useful purpose for those little hook hangers. And it'll all work out perfectly because those will probably be the perfect organization tool for something else. But it didn't work well for the leggings, so I'm not gonna use it for the leggings. I adjust if a system isn't working for us. And this happens a lot. And actually, through going through the process of really realizing what works and what doesn't is how I've curated this list of five tips for organization. It's just being okay with adjusting when things aren't working. So yeah, those are the five tips that I have for you. And I want to give you one more bonus tip, and that is to have one or two spaces for things that you're not really sure yet where they go, or like the times where you're like not feeling it. You're not going to like, there's just times that we let it get to our houses, get to a disheveled place. And if you have one or two catch all places where those things can go, your home can still stay visually clean. And when you have the time and energy, you can go to those catch-all spaces and pick all those things up and bring them back to their homes or find a home for them or et cetera, et cetera. So for some reason, our staircase ended up being one of these places for me. It was just a place where if I didn't know where something belonged, I just set it on the staircase. So I put a bucket there, like a big old 
bucket slash bin. And now when I don't know where something goes, I just throw it in there. Or if I don't feel like bringing it to its home at the time, I put it there. And then when I do have the time and energy, I will go through that bucket and place things where they belong. And the things that I still don't know where they have a home can stay in that bucket. And it's not a big deal. But that way, the stuff isn't just all over the house. And things, don't get me wrong, things still do end up all over the house. Because when I'm like in the nothing phase of all or nothing, I'm like a wrecking ball. I'm not putting anything away. I just let things like gather wherever they gather. And then when I have the energy, I go through and clean it up. You know why? Because having a clean house and a perfectly tidy home at all times is not something that's super important for me to have a very super fulfilling life. But having an organized home that makes sense, that makes my life easier, that makes me spend less time on trivial things like looking for a pair of shoes or trying to remember what I what ingredients I cooked or picked for a meal, et cetera, et cetera, that does bring value to my life because it makes me spend less time on those trivial things, which means I have more time for the things that do make my life fulfilling and make my life enjoyable. So tidy slash perfect home is not the goal, but using some organizational tools and tips and tricks and concepts to help life be easier and more enjoyable for me is the goal. So quick recap of the five tips for organization with ADHD. Number one, function over fashion. So instead of just making it pretty, make it functional. Tip number two, Everything has a home. Every item has a home and every item all goes in the same place, right? So all the batteries, batteries don't have five different homes. They have one home in your home. (laughs) Tip number three, focus on visibility. Things that you want to remember more frequently, make them more visible. Things that you don't need to remember, you can kind of put in a little bit more hidden places so that you don't have visual clutter. And if you're actively trying to not be cued to remember something like drinking wine or eating chocolate, put it in a place that's a little bit less visible so that you're not reminded of it every time you see it. And that means that you only eat or drink it when you actually want it, not just when you're reminded of it. Tip number four, think of organization as problem solving. What's a problem you frequently have and how can you use organization to solve that problem? And tip number five, create systems that are easy to maintain. And if they're not easy to maintain, once you've started the system, be okay with adjusting it and shifting and changing to something that is more easy to maintain. All right, that is it for this episode. I... Really hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed creating it. (laughs) It was so much fun. Honestly, it makes me want to organize my house even more, but I have to suppress that urge and actually get some work done, you know, and then maybe I'll organize my home more later. (laughs) Okay, I hope this was helpful and valuable to you. As always, come say hey to me on the gram, Bright Light Chels or TikTok, same exact name, and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.